discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Amazing. I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask questions. Okay, that's why I came. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about growth. Okay, so God told me to share with you on growth. Say growth. Growth on all sides. So I want to share with you on uh, reasons why you must grow. Okay, reasons why we must go. I feel that we can become a very big church. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's, it's something, I think the last time I came here, I mentioned it. And when I was coming again, that was the same thing God is telling me to tell you. That we can grow. We can become very big. Can you see a large cathedral being built in this area? From here all the way down uh, to before you get to Pokwasi, anywhere. Do you think we can do that? Yeah. yeah. Is it possible? Yes. Ask your neighbor, is it possible? Yes. What did your neighbor say? Yes. Very possible. Yes. But you know, God won't bring someone outside of this place to come and come and do it. God will use you. What's your name? Somewhere. God will use you somewhere. Yeah. So God is not going to bring somebody from somewhere to come and come and do it. Okay? When you know how important you are in the scheme of affairs, you begin to realize that a lot of things depend on you. Most of the time, um, Ghanaians have an attitude of saying, oh, we want the government to come and come to our aid. The Agatha is choked in front of their house. Okay? And then news people will come. And when the news people come, the area people will come out and come and say that. We are pleading to the government to come to our aid. Have you ever heard that statement being made before? It's, it's one of the most popular statements in our country. Nobody feels responsible for anything. Nobody, nobody feels responsible for the change that is so needed and is so required. That is the spirit that is worrying this country. Every country has their own problem. Okay? In fact, every tribe has their own problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
if you read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it talks about something very, very significant. It says that, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Have you seen it? There are a lot of Christians who feel that this does not happen. Some people, some Christians read it this way. For we do not wrestle at all. That's how a lot of Christians read it. For we do not wrestle at all. So there are a lot of Christians who are relaxed. Do you see? They are very comfortable. They are not into prayer. They are not into casting out devils. They are not into, you know, getting themselves out of stagnation to becoming what God wants them to become. And especially Ghanaian Christians. Ghanaian Christians feel that it is the responsibility of the man of God, of the pastor. That is why every churches that are into teaching don't grow fast in this country. Because the people will not mind you. But when you become a church and you become a, prof, a prophet, if I were to be doing a prophetic, if I were a prophet and I were a one-stop solution center, okay, and I'll say that, my friend, I'm seeing this and seeing that about you. So do this and do that. Yeah, contrary, yeah, contrary, do this one and do that. you see that a lot of people will be in the church. All our mothers will be around. No matter the age of the person, they will all be around because of the spirit of irresponsibility. Eh? That is the general spirit that is in this country. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah. Our leaders feel that they are not responsible for us, <laughs> even though we voted them into power. They don't feel, they are so out of touch with the reality on the ground. They will sit in their V8. So you will not notice, they will not notice that the road is not good. When they get there, they just go over it, and then they go like that. And you are sitting in a trotter. When the trotter gets, they have to change gears from gear one to seven in order to be able to move around the portals. It's not a small thing. What do you think about what I'm saying? Irresponsible, irresponsible. So in, on so many levels, so many levels, and it, is, it has affected every aspect of our society. There are tribes that are proud; they don't have anything, but that is their. They are proud. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there are spiritual forces that are in charge of various things, okay? There are principalities that are in charge of um, making people go in a certain way, influencing people to go in a certain way. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whatever happens in the world around you ends up coming into the house of God. Yes. Because those who are in the house of God are those who are outside the church. You don't stay in the church forever. When you get out, you are in the world. So whatever influence that is around would want to come on you. 
and you will bring it to the house of God. So there are a lot of Christians who don't feel, for instance in Ghana, there are a lot of Christians who don't think that the ministry is on their shoulder. They don't think that the church of God or the church of Jesus Christ is on their shoulder. They don't know that they are part of the body of Christ. They are members of the body of Christ. And that they are responsible for growing the church. They want the pastor to do everything. One of the most difficult messages to preach in this country is to preach concerning the work of the ministry. And how that everybody is called into the work of the ministry. And how that everybody is supposed to be part of it. It's one of the most difficult things to say. Sometimes when I'm preaching along those lines, I feel like stopping because the way I'm being looked at in the church, yes, it makes it difficult for me. Yes, because everybody will be looking at you in a certain way. Like, why are you, preach about prosperity and let's go. Preach about develop, let's, let's preach about something else. Why, why are you shouting? One shout. One shout. One shout. Because nobody wants to take responsibility. It's so bad that even our spiritual lives, okay, uh, have stagnated for a long time because we feel that it is the pastor who is supposed to take the responsibility on our behalf. It is the pastor's responsibility to, I don't know what kind of magic you want the pastor to work for you to grow spiritually. (laughs) I honestly don't know. The pastor is, has a responsibility in your life, but he's not the one to take responsibility for your life. You have to take responsibility for your life, for your spiritual life. Do you understand? What do you think about what I'm saying? So your growth is not dependent on the pastor. <laughs> and if you don't grow, there are a lot of things that you would lose. Just imagine if, my dear, what's your name? Patience. How old are you, my dear? Ten. How old are you? Do you mind? You don't mind? How old are you? Twenty-two. What would you have done if after ten years or fifteen years of being ten years old, you don't change, you are still at ten? What would you do? Would you have been happy? No. Are you in a hurry to grow up? Everybody's in a high school. If you go, don't grow up, you can't do some things, isn't it? You can't marry. And if you can't marry, it means that you can't have a certain type of enjoyment in your life. Because we can't take... Ma- What's your name? Sorry? We can't take Valentina and marry her out. To Ernest. We will say it is child what? It's child marriage, child abuse. Isn't it? If the government hears about it, you are in trouble. Yeah. If you don't grow, in the natural, if you are not growing, naturally speaking, just imagine if you have been in class three for seven years. There's a problem. Isn't it? Yeah. Just imagine if when you turned um, six months, you stopped growing. You will never eat banko and tilapia. You will never enjoy fufu with ebunebunu soup. 
Someone said bunubunu. They asked, what soup is it? He said, it's bunubunu soup. You will never enjoy bunubunu soup with snails and crab and uh, mushrooms and what else? Dry fish. Do you know fish? There's a fish called you Have you heard it before? Oh, you don't know fishes. Yeah, we're pregnant. Wow. A child, a six-month-old child will only take liquids. She can't eat fufu. She can't enjoy some things. Only whatever. She can't eat meat. She can't enjoy some things. Yeah. So just imagine if you are not growing up spiritually. And amazingly, there are a lot of people who have stagnated for five years, eight years, three years, three months. You know, even after three months, if after, after three months you don't see a certain kind of change around you, you should know that there's something going on. It's not good for you. Hallelujah. So there's a spirit of not taking responsibility for anything. <laughs> for instance, there are young people now, okay, who are crying on the government for job. Yeah. Have you been to Nigeria before? Yeah. How many of you have been to Nigeria before? <laughs> you cry to the government that you don't have a job. Nobody will mind you. The government lost responsibility a long time ago. So you take responsibility. There's no provision for light. There's no light anywhere. You see, we are enjoying ECG. Nepal does not work. Who is, who is a Nigerian here? Nobody. Never expect what? Power. Again. Nepal. The real name is Nigeria Energy something, something, power, something, something. But they've changed it to never expect power again. You see electric poles, but there's no power. Find your own generator. Buy your own fuel. It's called on the gen. They just put the generator. You hear everywhere. There's noise everywhere. So the atmosphere is, is smoky. And it has a certain smell. When you get down into Lagos, you realize that, ah, what is happening? It's like something is smelling here. Yeah, it's all over. Just in Lagos. It's not outside of Lagos. Just in Lagos. Yeah, because of generator and all kinds of things. There's no water. Who are you going to ask for water from? You better dig your own bowl. Find a bowl around your house. Yeah. But we sit in Ghana. And then, it's called a sen- having a, a sense of entitlement. They are not doing this for us. They are, they are not doing this for me. Hey, do you like my message or you don't like my message? It's a spirit that is around. And it has seeped into the church. And there are a lot of church people, a lot of children of God, who want the pastor to grow them spiritually on his own. By what means, we have no idea. We don't know. Who doesn't want to grow? Naturally speaking, who doesn't want to grow? Who? Anybody here who doesn't want to grow? Yeah. If you don't grow up, naturally speaking, you can't get a job. Valentina cannot get a job with Coca-Cola or with, with, with Voltic 
or with uh, 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 with a construction trasaco. You can't have, you can't have, she can't, it's not possible. Why? She's not grown. That's the, that's the basic thing. She's not grown. And if you are not working, it means that you can't get, you can't be taken care of in a certain way. Isn't it? You see nice things around, but you can't buy. You see, you can't buy some. Because you are not, you are not grown enough to have a certain kind of money, certain amount of money to be able to do some things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the same in the spirit. It's the same in the spirit. There are a lot of natural things that help us understand spiritual things. A lot. Mark chapter 4, uh, verse, verse 14. Look at Mark 4, 14. It says, the sower soweth the word. Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. Okay, how that the sower sowed seeds. Then, when he was trying to explain, he said that the sower actually sowed the word, meaning that the word of God is like seed and hence functions like seed. Meaning that if you hear the word of God today, don't expect it to produce results tomorrow. It takes time for it to work. You need to stay on it, you need to water it. It needs time. Do you get it? And so, even the next verse shows you. Look at the next verse. And these are they that are blah blah. Go down, go down to uh, 20, 26, 426. Mark 426. And he said, So is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. What's the seed? The word, right? Next verse. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. Meaning that the word of God must grow in you. And know it, he knoweth not how. He doesn't know how it, how it, how it happens. But then, as time goes on, this is what happens. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of, its, of herself. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. So it takes, it, it's from one level to another. The first thing is that, it says, uh, that for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade. So when the seed starts growing, you see the, the blade is the, the, the uh, what's it called? where the fruit comes from. But then normally you see the receptacle coming up, isn't it? You see some buds coming up. That's what he's talking about. He was using corn. So the corn normally comes from the leaf, isn't it? So the blade, then he says the ear. You start seeing some white, white things around it, letting you know that this is maturing. But you don't see the white, white things immediately. It starts from the blade, then those things come. Then, then he says the full corn. Then you can see the full corn come. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Next verse. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there's a day when harvest starts flowing. There's a day when the word of God that you have kept in your heart starts bearing fruit for you in a certain way. And when it starts bearing fruit for you, it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. This is what I'm talking about. If you plant cassava, if you are going to be a cassava farmer, okay, the very first have a planting you are going to do, you have to buy the, the stem. Isn't it? But after you plant and you have a growth and a harvest, you don't need to buy any stem again. Ever in your life. All the, when the cassava comes up, every cassava has plenty stems. You can cut one cassava into about 10, you can get 10 stems and plant 10 more. The initial one is the most important thing. If you don't keep the word of God in your heart, 
and allow it to grow in you, it will be aborted. It will not bear the fruit it's supposed to bear. Because you didn't give it the time it needed. You, didn't give, you weren't patient with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was saying this to let you know that there are a lot of natural things that describe spiritual things. Or that explain spiritual things. That is why I was telling you about natural growth. Natural growth is not different from spiritual growth. It's the same. It's the same. Did it take time for you to for your head to get bigger? It took time. This is not the head that came out of your mommy. You, you would have destroyed your mommy's life if it was this one that came out. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, it came out small. And it has grown over the time. How has it been growing? You've been eating. You've been drinking. Not booze. You've been drinking water. <laughs> You've been exercising. Babies will not move around to exercise. But you see them stretching. They'll be stretching and stretching. That's what they do to exercise. We walk around. That's a form of exercise. If you are more into exercise, you go beyond that. Isn't it? You breathe. You need air to be able to go. What else do you need to go? You need to sleep. You need to rest to grow. If you don't sleep, you can't grow. You can't, you can't say, I want to grow. Now, I'm growing. So you put a mirror there and then you start eating. As you are eating, you are looking to the mirror. Am I growing? Am I growing? Am I growing? You are not sleeping. No, it doesn't work. For you to grow, you need to sleep. In sleep, your, your, your limbs are elongated. Your organs are elongated. Whilst you are sleeping. Without sleep, you cannot grow. Yeah. Nobody, nobody saw himself getting taller. As you are going and come, you realize that, ah, as a me, me, I'm increasing. It's like you are becoming fatter. Your hips are coming. Something. Why did that one get a lot of? Hallelujah. So there's great disadvantage in not growing. Great disadvantage. It cannot be overemphasized. It's, it's too much. Great, great disadvantage. Okay? Do you know what happens to stagnant water? It begins to stink after some time. Water is made to flow. It has to flow. If it's not flowing, it's going to stink your time. Okay? I remember years ago when I, I decided to take God's word seriously. For about three years, nothing was really, I was not seeing any financial change or, or something like three years, four years, five years. You didn't, I didn't see much. But I knew that the word of God was my only way out. So I kept to it. I kept to it. I kept to it. I knew that prayer was very important for my growth. So we'd pray. Not because we were looking for something from God, but because we knew that that is, this is it. This is what we need to do to be able to go forward. The Bible says that pray so that you don't enter into temptations. All the temptations you have is because you don't pray much. If you're a young man and you, all you can see is bottles and breasts all the time. It's a clear, no, I'm very serious. Calm down. I'm, I'm very serious. It's a show that your, your prayer life is very, very low. You are low. You are on the ground. I mean, let me show it to you. Go to Luke. Luke chapter 22. From verse 31. 
And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Have you seen it? Mm. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Let me show you another one. Uh, Luke 22, but this time around verse 40. Can you read it to me? One to go. Pray so that you don't what? So if you don't pray, what will happen? You enter into temptation. <laughs> and you know temptation can just... There are some temptations that you may not survive with. There are some Christians who don't, who don't survive some temptation. Yeah. One young man, let me tell you a story. There was this young man who was getting married to this young lady. You know, and everybody was saying, his parents were saying no. And all of that. He was a Christian, but he wasn't a prayerful one. This is the one I, I've met. I love her. Hey, JJ, JJ, and they got married. Two years later, they had their first child. By the third year, the wife had brought him HIV. He's a very innocent young man. Very cool, calm, collected young man. Very respectful. Right now, he has HIV. And the wife has left him. Do you get it? Uh, that was a temptation that was coming to his life, but he didn't know. Because he was asleep. <laughs> Charlie, don't be sleeping. Oh. What do you think of what I'm saying? <laughs> don't be asleep spiritually. Something will carry you off your feet. You'll be surprised. You think the devil likes you. Ask your neighbor, you think the devil likes you. you then you were a joke. You have no idea. And the devil can use anybody around to give you problems. Go to verse... Um, from, go to verse 45. Luke 22, 45. I'm sharing with you, concept, what's, that, what my, what's my title? Reasons why you must grow, isn't it? Okay. It will come. As I'm talking, you see reason number one, I'm, I'm supposed to grow because of this. Reason number two, because of this. Okay? By you. I don't know if you are seeing that what I'm sharing with you is, is, is part of reasons why you must grow. If you don't grow, you enter where? You enter temptations. And you will not be able to enjoy some things in life. And you wonder, what is going on? Does this Christianity thing even work? It works. Just that you have not given it the attention it requires. Okay? Can you read this to me? One to go. And when he, he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples... He found them sleeping for sorrow. They were sad, so they were sleeping. Next verse. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Rise and pray, lest ye what? So if you are not into prayer, what will happen? You will enter a confluence of temptations that you cannot escape and would want to drown you and destroy you. Yeah. The devil doesn't want you to be in church forever. This church thing that you are doing is worrying him. His duty in your life is to make sure you get out after some time. By doing whatever possible to get you out. And whatever he will do to get you out, he will do it. Yeah. Whatever he can do. Whatever he can, it's either he will get you offended about something. 
he will get you confused about something. He will use somebody here to break your heart or to do something evil to you and you'll not be around. You will decide that, no, I'm not coming again. Yeah. Do you like what I'm saying to you? So, you have to grow. Okay? Mm. Prayer is one of the things that makes us grow, isn't it? Yeah, prayer is a means of exercising yourself spiritually. Without prayer, you can't exercise yourself spiritually. When we say exercise in the Lord, I'm talking about prayer and learning to put your faith to work. Faith is something you can practice. You can train yourself up in faith. Eating in the spirit has to do with studying and meditating on the word. Letting the word of God dwell in you richly. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You see, just as you have in the physical, that if you are not eating in the physical, will you grow? You will not grow. If there is no banco and tilapia inside the system, banco and locro or fufu and some important cracker, something, something must be inside. And you don't eat three days, three days. How many of you eat once every three days? Or once every week? You will not be here. You would have been confused by now. As I'm talking, you say, oh, I'll come zoom. Pastor, my a week. Yeah. You would have lost concentration by now. You can't move through town. You can't climb. When they are fighting over the torture, you can't climb the torture. When you see them, you are like, you have people, you have energy, you can go. I'll wait, when I get a comfortable one, and I'll join. Yeah. You can't move and you can't do a lot of things. Nobody eats once a week. But spiritually, a lot of us eat once a week. One hot afternoon meal. Even though it's breakfast. Yes. Sunday morning. Even that one, they want you to finish very quickly so that they can go and go and do all the other things. That is why, you see, your life may not move in a certain way. You will not shine in a certain way. Hallelujah. Yes. If you want to do it God's way, okay, then you need to give God the attention he requires. How many of you passed school exams by giving it a half attention? You go to class once every semester. You can't pass. It's not possible. Which course? What are you talking about? It's not possible. You need to give a certain attention. But from being in the lectures, you must make sure you are studying after the, after the, the lectures. Or else you can't pass. Nobody goes anywhere. So don't think that it's different spiritually. It's not. You get it? It's not. It's not like that. I don't know why a lot of people think like a lot of Christians think like. Like if you, uh, if you are, in, so long as you are in church, everything. So even if you are in the lectures and you are not learning, you will not pass. After the lecture, you go home. You take your notes. When you are in the lecture, you make notes to start with. When you go home, you take your notebook and then you check what has been said, and recheck it and recheck it and recheck it in order to be able to reproduce it during the exam, or else you don't go pass. No, so. Why do you think it is different, spiritually speaking? It's not. It's not. You don't, do, you don't do the Bible once every month or once every week and expect for it to work for you. It doesn't work. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't work like that. By God's grace, I'm rich. By God's grace, I'm very rich. What God has said in his, life, in, his, in his word is my reality. There's more that I'm growing into. Okay? 
But before I was not rich. I was very poor. Yeah. I was very poor. I didn't have anything. But I decided to allow the word of God to have some impact in my life. Like, let it do something to me. Let me read it every morning when I wake up. Let me, let me meditate on it. I want to think about it. You see, when you came to my car, was I not listening to a message? It's a message playing in my car all the time. It's just playing all the time. Just someone is talking. It's either Bishop Doug is talking, Bishop Oedipo is talking, Pastor Chris is talking, Reverend George is talking. Somebody is talking all the time in my car. Yeah. Do you see? So, something will enter my heart and help me so that I can enjoy the inheritance that Jesus Christ has left for me. <laughs> oh, so you go to church. You will go to church. Ah. 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 Not. And very soon you start blaming God. And you start blaming the church. Yeah. If you focus as you're supposed to. If you give it the attention you're supposed to. You see, nothing may be changing in a year or two or three or four or five. Makes no difference. Even though there's no change, you are encouraged. You are motivated. Because you are allowing the word of God to stay in you. Because the word of God is staying there. You are not depressed. So you are not waiting in depression. You know that the word of God works with patience. So you are, you are relaxed. You are not fretting. Do you get it? Uh-huh. You are not fretting. You know that you are in the will of God. And the perfect will of God for your life. It's taking time. But you know that it's going to come to pass. You don't say, oh, nothing is happening for me. So, no, 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 no. If you are in the word, you can't even come to the point of saying nothing is working for me. Even though some things may not be happening around you. You still can't come to that point of saying nothing is working for me. No. You, you can't say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eating. Drinking. Drinking is the Holy Spirit. A personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can work for the Lord and be moving up and down and not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You are joking, sister. You are joking, brother. You need to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hmm? These are factors for growth. Eating is what? The word, right? Meditating on the word. Studying on the studying the word. Thinking on the word. Okay? Exercising is what? Prayer. And planning to put your faith to work. I've mentioned it, right? Drinking is the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about now. A relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see? Breathing is also the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So you need a serious relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a necessity in your life. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no spiritual growth. He's the one who brings us, helps us to grow spiritually. Without him, you can't grow spiritually. Hallelujah. Let me, let me show you that in the scriptures. If we, it's a, what I'm saying is a little bit scattered, but then just follow me, okay? Are you learning anything? Yes. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21 into 22. Ephesians 2, 21 into 22. It says, In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into, unto an holy temple in the Lord. Next verse. It says, In whom in Christ ye also are builded together for an habitation of God. How? Through the Spirit. Have you seen it? Well, the Holy Spirit is the one through whom you are built to become an habitation for God. 
We are temples of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The Bible says that we are living stones. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Look at First Peter 2, 5. This is not my focus, so I don't want to talk too much about it. I want to come to the reasons. I'll give you about five reasons, okay? It says, you also as living stones, have you seen it? Are built up a spiritual house, have you seen it? We are all living stones, but then we are being built up. Okay? So we all come into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of God as a stone. But that stone must be built up, must be changed to become an habitation of God, must be changed to become a building of God. Who is the one responsible for changing you to be a building of God? The other one lets you know is the Holy Spirit. You debab. So without the Holy Spirit, there's no spiritual growth. So if you are ignoring him, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, kind of Bible, what kind of Bible are you? Yeah. You know. Like he will, he will whisper to you. Hey. What kind of Bible? Three years, Yaba. Three years, Yaba. Say wow for Bible, send me a kind Bible. Hey. Hmm? The Holy Spirit can tell you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can tell you eh, that don't you think you should have been you should have been growing on a certain level by now. You, should, you, are, stag- you are stagnant. You have become stagnant. Spend some time in prayer. Like spend a night or two in prayer. Spend some time fasting. As the Holy Spirit told you some before. He will tell you. That ah, you, should, you should be fasting by now. But then as you are going, you say, oh, I'm fasting today. By 11 o'clock. You see all the watch moving around. All the watch watch is floating. And that's the day you see the watch moving around. Like, hey. AGS watch is just, it's like it's smelling nicer today. Do you know that sometimes when you're fasting, you can even remember some food you've not remembered in a very long time. The food will just come, hey, midi koko. Kokone being such a power. Yeah. And then before within 30 minutes, you, you realize you are sitting by Gobe. You are eating your destiny away, I tell you. That's the truth. God is a God of many opportunities, but that's the truth. Yeah, you are you are eating some things away. You are eating your life away. You are going to make a decision you are not supposed to make, and it will take you off for a very long time. Yeah. Just imagine going to Kumase and you start driving towards Beach Road. You, 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 you want to use Beach Road. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are going to Kumase, you start driving towards Kanishi. And when you get to Kanishi, when you get to Bechebi, you branch towards uh, Kolebu. Then when you get to the boxing arena, you turn towards the left. And then you go, you are on the beach road, you are just going here. Why are you going? You are going to Teshi, Nungua, La. That's where you are going. Will you, when will you get to uh, uh, Kumase? You are lost. Before you realize you have entered the sea. Yes. Brother, you cannot afford not to grow, you will be disadvantaged. Painful. You'll be, you'll be disappointed for a long time. You see, and you can try. Just imagine Valentina asking her, her dad to buy her 
a land cruiser. Even if the dad is a rich man, he will not buy it for her. Even if he buys it for her, she will not be the one to drive it. Someone else will drive it. That's why some people's cars are with others. Your, the car that you need, no, is with somebody. God has bought it all, and he has bought it for you. But someone else, someone who is more matured is driving it for you. When you grow up, you will get the car. When you grow up, the car will come to you. Yes. By God, I have not had to buy a car in my life. As I've grown, God has bought me cars. Cars have come. Yeah. As I've grown. If I want to get to a certain level, all I need to do is to, is to focus on growing. Is to spend some more time with the Lord. You see, I want us to go in a certain way. That's why I'm bringing them. We are coming to pray. Hmm? We are supposed to have been praying today. But I realize I will stretch you too much. So I want to do it in a way that you can flow. You can, you can work with me. You get it? Yeah, because the spiritual stagnation is too much. We, we, we are increasing by some minute. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be higher than it is now. Yes. Do you see? So we are going to start praying. So that some spiritual stagnation in, on an on a, on a, on a individual level and on a corporate level will leave. So that we can have free space to move. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. For instance... Reason number one. Reason number one why you must go up in the, in the spiritually. If you don't grow up, you will not enjoy your inheritance. I've been saying it all this while, but let me show it to you, okay? If you don't grow up, tell me about if you don't grow up, you will not enjoy your inheritance. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Galatians 4, 1. Now this I say, that the heir, or the one who is to inherit blessings, the one who is the heir. Do you know an heir? I'm not talking about heirs. I'm talking about heir, someone who is the one to inherit a property or inherit an estate. Okay? Hmm. Jesus died and left us an inheritance. Do you know what I'm talking about? Let me show that to you. Hebrews chapter 9. From verse 15. Hebrews 9, 15. And for this cause, he, Jesus, is the mediator of the New Testament. The word testament is will. Okay? He's the mediator of the New Testament. The word mediator is the one who, um, he's the one who ratifies the new will. Or he's the, he's the lawyer. Okay? He's the one who, a mediator is the one who puts things together for the will to uh, start working. Are you seeing it? Okay, maybe let's read the Amplified. Do you have Amplified? I'm sure it will help us. He says, Christ the Messiah is therefore the negotiator, isn't it? He's a negotiator and mediator of an entirely new agreement, testament, covenant, or will. He's a negotiator, he's a lawyer. Okay? So that those who are called and offered it may receive the fulfillment of the promise of everlasting inheritance. Have you seen it? There's an everlasting inheritance meant for you. Since a death has taken place which rescues and delivers and redeems them from the transgressions committed under the old first agreement, which is the old, tes- the old testament. Next verse. For where there's a last will and testament involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. Without the death of the one, if your father has a TV, owns a TV, 
and he has put it in his will that when he dies, the TV is for you. And he, you go and take the TV when he's watching it. When you go, you just put the thing off, and then you carry it, and then he asks, hey, Ernest, what are you going? Then you say that, ah, daddy, now say it's in your order, it's mine. So I'm going, I'm taking it to my room, it's mine. What will your father do? Some slaps will happen. And then if, if your father is wild, you go into the will and take it, take your name out from the will. Because he knows that you, before I die, you even take all that I have. You may be poisoned, he will be afraid of you. Isn't it? Without the death of the one who wrote the will, the will cannot be, the inheritance cannot work. So in order for the inheritance to work, Jesus, after writing the will, he's the writer of the, he's the owner. He owns all things. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, 16, and 17. Look at Colossians 1, 15, 16, and 17. Let's read in the Amplified still. So go there, Colossians 1, 15, 16, and 17. Now, he's the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible. He is the first one of all creation. Verse 16. For it was in him that all things were created. Everything was created in him. He is the place of creation. Okay? In heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. He is the means of creation. By his service, intervention, and in and for him, he is the end or the reason for creation. So all things were created by him, through him, and for him. All that is in heaven, on earth, under the earth, everything is for him. This is Jesus' property. He made everything. Now, before he died, he willed everything to you. Yeah, everything. That's why uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21 says that all things are yours. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 21. King James. Therefore, let no man glory in, in men, for all things are yours. All things. All things in heaven, all things on earth, everything, everywhere, everything is yours. BBI, I was, oh dear. Everything is yours. Jesus has willed it to you. And principalities, powers, no principality and power is supposed to have an influence over you. Because even the principalities and powers are yours. Yeah, when you, what you say is what they will do. If you say, get out, they will get out. If you say, come here, they will come. Whatever you say, that's what they will do. But there are a lot of Christians who don't know it. Why? Omun Kaon Bible. Yeah, they don't read. Next verse. Look at the next verse. 22. Whether Paul or Apollos or self as other world, the whole world is yours. Or life or death, death is yours. Life is yours. Or things present is yours. Or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. That's what the Bible says. And you are for Christ. And Christ is God's. Everything, BBI out there. The companies that are around, they were made for you. Hmm? It's the easiest thing to get a job. It's the easiest thing. It's the truth. If you know that you know that you know that that company is there for you, it exists because of you, you'll be employed. The day you find out that it exists because of you, when you take your, uh, your CV there, they will employ you. They will employ you. When you get there and they see you, they will know that the owner has come. And they'll make an arrangement for you. Even if there's no place for you, they'll make an arrangement for you. Oh, it's the truth. Yes. And those are children of God who are afraid. They are afraid. Have you seen it? So go back to Hebrews. I'm trying to explain to you that you have an inheritance. But if you don't grow, you don't go enjoy them. The qualification 
is growth. Because normally when you give, you leave an inheritance for somebody, the person needs to turn 18 before the person can start enjoying the inheritance. If you don't turn 18, forget it. Is it true? You can kill and do whatever. If you are not 18, you are not inheriting it. He says, and for this cause, he's the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of Nexus, we were reading verse 16, isn't it? For where a testament is, or will, you remember, they were reading the Amplified, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Eh? So he's a testator, he's the one who wrote, he's the one, he's, everything is for him. So he died. In order for you to have inheritance, he died. He wrote the will and then died. He willed everything to you and then died. Now, after he died, he rose again as the lawyer and the executor to make sure you enjoy the inheritance. So, he says, for a testament, it's of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. So, he had to die so that you can enjoy. Okay? Now, go back to verse 15. So, in verse 15, he rose again as the mediator. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, the executioner, the negotiator, the one who makes sure, he is the lawyer who makes sure that you have access to the inheritance. That's why he rose again. He rose again to make sure that you enjoy the inheritance. He's in your life to help you enjoy the inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus is in your life. Amazing. That's why the Holy Spirit is in your life. He says he shall lead you into all truth. All truth. He shall show you things to come. He shall bring all things to your remembrance. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. He's the spirit of, he's the helper, helping spirits. He helps you in life. He's the comforting spirit who comforts you in life to make sure you enjoy what God has. The peace that he has bequeathed for you. That's, that's his duty in your life. So if you ignore him, you're ignoring your own destiny. It's sad. Charlie, don't wait till you are 50. And I want Shabba, wow, five. Your wife is leaving you. And you are struggling. Don't wait till then before you realize that the word of God is important. It may be too late. Because there's a certain time in your life when the word of God does not work for you. Because uh, it's like uh, uh, planting cocoa, which will grow up in five years when you will die in three years. You will not enjoy the cocoa. You will plant it, but you will not enjoy the cocoa. Do you get it? It will become an inheritance for someone else, not for you. There's a time when the word of God does not work. So stop playing with... I don't know why we do that. It's like... We have to be invited. They have to bring you. You have to do this. You have to... Your, your wisdom is small. Your spiritual insight is so small. You don't know why you are around. That's, that's the, you don't know why we are doing what you are doing. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.